Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, and we're joined on the line by Zahir Adams, reporter for IOL. Zahir, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us tonight. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? No, we're great. You must be happy that you were not at another World Cup to witness another failure as a hero. Would you rather have been there to see it live? Nah, it's my first World Cup ever. T20 World Cup since the inception in 2007 that I've missed. And uh, I think the cricket goes to me a favour, eh, mate? <laughs> saved, you, <laughs> saved you from the rain also in Australia there. as I, yeah, uh, cold in Hobart. Hobart's <laughs> the coldest I've ever been on a cricket field, buddy. It's not pleasant. Not pleasant. But what went wrong for you in this campaign for the of the Proteas? I don't think anything went wrong until basically the RHL on Sunday. I thought... Uh, I thought South Africa had played fairly well. They um, they came out with intent in that rain bandit game against Zimbabwe, a couple of balls short of getting a result there. Then they they absolutely trashed Bangladesh and got through a really tense encounter against India. So you it's all shaping up to be could this be the year, you know? And I think that's the you know, that is the disappointment because once again they just provided a little bit of hope and then it got absolutely dashed in the last two games. So I think that's the, that's the real pain and the disappointment everybody's feeling that this side actually they were blessed with all the the riches and the talent to actually go quite deep and uh, who would have thought that the Netherlands was uh, four old South Africans in there to uh, spring that mighty surprise and it's always the hope that kills you eh? that's the worst of it all and and even in the game against Pakistan, they were found wanting when it mattered the most. Is it now a mental thing, as I hear? Because a lot of people felt that the Proteas are one of the strongest teams in this T20 World Cup. Is there a mental block here? Are the scars from previous tournaments? I wouldn't say scars from previous tournaments because, I mean, there aren't many of them that have played and, and experienced what they went through on Sunday, you know? So I wouldn't say that's, uh, that's, a, that's the situation. I think it's more just the fact that once again South Africa, when the pressure was on, when it, you know, when that was a knocker game, knowing that a victory over the Netherlands would get them a place in the semi-finals, that's when they just froze. And and you could see as the game was getting longer, how tighter they became. That that was the disappointing part. They played throughout the World Cup. They played with freedom. They played. They expressed themselves. And then, but as the game was getting longer, they just got tighter and tighter. And that's where we landed up. And I remember, we're playing the Netherlands. We're not playing Pakistan mm. or India or anything like that. We're playing the Netherlands with four guys who left South Africa, who couldn't get a place in a, in a franchise team, let alone a South African team, and they beat, beat South Africa on Sunday. Did they seem to, to have more hunger than the Proteas, even though they had nothing to play for this Netherlands? Did they have something to prove? 100% they, they had more hunger. They they knew what was on the line for them. And, and South Africa are going to find that out very quickly when they go to the qualifiers in Zimbabwe for the next ODI World Cup. Sure. And these, these associate nations, they, they're desperate. They're playing for their livelihood here, but every every single game. So, had Netherlands, had they won that game, they wouldn't need to qualify for the next T20 World Cup. And that that money that they receive basically sustains their program in the Netherlands. It keeps cricket going in the Netherlands. And that's the responsibility that those players, um, that's what they that they are playing for. So every single game is, is it's about their livelihood. And that's, uh, that's, that's a desperation that, you know, that you can't buy that. So I think that's, um, they, they're always going to play above themselves when they play a big nation. But the amount of talent and the ability that South Africa have, we shouldn't be sitting here and discussing of why 
and how South Africa lost to the Dutch, who don't even have turf wickets. They don't even have turf pitches, mate. And yet they're beating South Africa. And and the, the South Africa that doesn't want to be labelled as choker Zaire, but it's hard to shake off this tag now. No, 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 no. Like they, they, they've got to they've got to wear it. It's, they've got to wear that that now. It's 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 been it's stamped on their on their on their jersey. Unfortunately, it's, I, I might be signing it's it's signing that I'm hard because they are hurting. Mm. Let's not forget they are hurting that mm. team. If they know what how much they've let the country down, but that is the responsibility of playing professional sport of playing for your country that these are the games that you need to get through. Again, if I say, had they lost to Australia, New Zealand, that could still be understandable. But it was the Netherlands in a game that if they played the Netherlands 100 times, they'd probably lose twice. And that was one of them. It's also the last tournament. It was the last match for the coach, Mark Boucher. Where does he leave these limited overs teams that he was in charge of? So I actually asked him that question um, <laughs> In the press conference, I asked him that exact question uh, after the game, and he and he believes that South African cricket, uh, the one day team, is at least the T20 side have grown, and and I I will agree with him that they have grown and they have they have they have improved from from last year in in Dubai in terms of the player resources, um, but now the key is so the question remains and how did that happen and what is that South Africa done wrong? My personal belief is that. The coaching, the coaching staff and the management and the selections, they're not making the tough choices, the choices that hold them accountable. That if we make this choice, it's our responsibility. And, whether, and if it then goes wrong, then we go, you know what? It's our fault. That hasn't happened. And, and that, to me, is a major problem throughout Mark Archer's campaign, that he wasn't prepared to make the tough calls when it, when it mattered. And, and that includes the, the selection of the captain. I think that includes the captain. And, and again, and this is not, to me, that's not a reflection on Temba. Temba was, I was in Dubai last, and Temba was fantastic. He was, without a doubt, a peerless leader. The way he managed the, the Quintin de Cox saga, the way he moved up and down in the batting order, batting in difficult positions, getting the team over the line. And, and those, were, those were key aspects. And he earned the, the applause of the global cricket media who respected him as South Africa's leader. But since the injury, unfortunately, he just hasn't, looked the same player that he was before. And I, I'm more concerned, does it now affect his test game and also his one-day uh, uh, game, which is where he's vital to South Africa? Does that, or oh, was everything that he's endured? So my issue is not with Temba Vavuma. Temba Vavuma doesn't pick himself. He doesn't pick himself. The coaches and the selectors, they pick him, and they should have, they, they should have seen that, you know what, Temba, you are not in the same form that you were before, before the injury, and unfortunately, we're going to have to make this call early and that's how and that wasn't done and they were the ones that that put Timba through this 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 period of absolute uh i i think it's pain and trauma what the script has gone through over the last couple of weeks and a new coach will come in now does that new coach bring in a new captain then maybe to start on a clean slate i think again that's it's gonna it's going to be as a, it's a i think it's more in a queer and and the board that's going to have that discussion I think uh, I think the director of cricket he's going to have to play a much bigger role. Um, yeah, we saw how the previous director of cricket he when he he went after what he wanted in terms of his coaches in terms of that that is what he wanted and I think Enoch is going to have to play a similar role and say this is my vision for South African cricket this is this is who I want to be coaching and and this and this is the captain who's going to go along with it. So I think the director of cricket now 
he's got a he's got a massive plate in front of him, and he's the one that's going to have to drive the vision to take South African cricket forward. And I think the next coach has also got a lot on his plate because the ODI side, like you mentioned earlier on, is struggling to qualify for the World Cup. They're outside the automatic qualification places, leaving the next guy with a lot of work to do. Yeah, is this a failure from Mark Boucher's side on, on the ODI, in the ODI team? I think 100% to, to have left the team in, in, in a space of quality. But again, to me, it's a collective. It's a South African cricket collective where everybody involved in South African cricket has to find... A, they have to plot the way forward. Where, the way Mark Barcher has gone wrong is that at no stage throughout his campaign was it, this is the type of cricket we're going to play and these are the players we need to play and this is how we're going to go about it. If you look at Eng- England in 2015, England in 2015 bombed out of the World Cup. They lost to, to Bangladesh, they lost to New Zealand and they were in the lowest rung of international cricket. When they returned, they said, Trevor Bayless is our coach, Owen Morgan is our captain, and this is the brand of cricket we're going to play. And they won the 2019 World Cup, and they've reached both T20 World Cup semifinals since. And it is because they are committed to a brand of how they want to play, and they get the people involved. So every cricket has not done that. And if they, if they lose this opportunity, once again, I think we might be a team that's always going to be in the qualifiers going forward. Yeah, some big decisions then need to be made. The team will is making its way back tomorrow. There'll be a press conference on on Wednesday, so let's see how that one goes. But in the start today, the headline of Zaire's story was disaster class of 2022, and I think uh, that sums it up perfectly. But thanks, Zaire, for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Thank you, Davi. So go well. Thank you, Zaheer Adams from IOL. Do check out his stuff if you're in Jobek in the Star newspaper. And what is it? Is it the Argus in the in the Western Cape there? And also, obviously, online. They're very active online, um, these guys. So we do welcome your voice notes on the Proteas uh, dismal uh, showing at the T20 World Cup in Australia. I think there's no other way to say it. Even though, like um, Zaheer said, they are hurting also. They don't want to use the C word because even in this article, he actually says that the coach refused to use the C word which is that they choked but but how else do we describe what happened i mean how else do you describe losing to the netherlands guys people woke up at two and and um it might sound like it's a joke but 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 people are hurt people are hurt that the proteas are out of the world cup especially after that great start that they had um winning two games and then having that no result against zimbabwe which obviously has also counted because you just get a point instead of two now because of that no result uh, so yeah it was a, it was a disappointing campaign by the proteas yeah because they had it in their hands they just needed to beat pakistan and then beat the netherlands or or one of them Either you beat Pakistan or you, you didn't even have to beat Pakistan. You just needed to beat the Netherlands. And then you are through to the semifinals. By the way, those semifinalists have been confirmed on Wednesday. It will be New Zealand and Pakistan. And then the next day it will be India and uh, England. We've got a couple of voice notes here on the cricket. We knew before the T20 World Cup that Mark Boucher is leaving. But honestly speaking, he cannot be leaving alone. You know, some of the senior players also must just call it a quit. You know, the guys are not offering us anything. You know, some of them, they are just good in playing IPL. Some, they're just bad, man. Like, it, it cannot be. We cannot go forward with this kind of players. They are not winning us anything. They might be good individually, so, but for the country, they are not just cutting it. Siko Smith from Macau. Tariso, this Edmund, no, man, this is wrong, man. These people, they, they don't think about us, man, after losing. 
we suffer, man. We invest a lot into this game, man. Yeah, you, 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 you stop everything. You wake up early in the morning to watch the game. And they play, yeah, no, man, man. It's wrong, man. It's been going on for a long time. The game between New Zealand semi-finals, England, Sri Lanka, Pakistan. Australia. Another T20 New Zealand. They've been disappointing us for a long time. Ah, no, it's disappointing me. Netherlands. Yeah, very disappointing. I mean, some of us had to run so wet a marathon, but we still had to wake up at 2 a.m. I mean, I could have probably, I probably lost two minutes there because I woke up earlier than I, than I, th- 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 than I would have uh, wanted to uh, because of the cricket. So I could have done a sub 50 there instead of a 52 in that 10k. You see, we invest a lot in these teams, and it's really, it's just disappointing, guys. Hey, Tabi, so good evening to Mr. Adams Libra here. Uh, we have no sponsors currently in South African uh, cricket. Um, there are no sponsors. The shocking thing, I think Adams, Mr. Adams will agree with me here. The Lions and the Titans have more sponsors than Cricket South Africa. You can go to their websites, you can visit. That, that, that is a glaring observation that I've made. Um, you know, we have no sponsors. Um, you know, we are struggling in terms of uh, transformation, producing black African players, uh, especially betters. You know, um, we just have, people just have no trust in Cricket South Africa at the moment. We need a huge reset. Um, mentally, I would uh, recommend Paddy Upton as a mental coach. He is now with India. We need him because this is a mental thing here for South Africa. In terms of the coach, I would appoint Lance Klusner as the uh, limited overs coach. Test coach, I would go for Malibongo Maketa. Even though I would consider Justin Langer as well. Libra here. Okay, some good points there, Libra. And I agree with you. I think it's more of a mental thing more than anything else now because it's not about talent. I mean... Uh, why do the guys not fire when it matters the most? Why does a Riley Rousseau not deliver when it matters the most or a Quentin de Kock not deliver when it really matters the most? And you know how the box have always traveled with a cop doctor. You know, they always have Dr. Henning Harika and the guys that travel with them and make sure that they work on the mental aspect of it, especially after the scars of previous World Cups. I mean, the one voice not mentioned, uh, the disappointments of New Zealand, the disappointment of 99, Australia. Uh, surely then there should be somebody working on the mental side of things here uh, when it comes to this Proteus team and especially at big tournaments and they can't just keep avoiding the fact that they're choking maybe they need to own it they need to own up that they are chokers and maybe after they own up to it maybe we can move on from that Siander in Cape Town. Look, uh, about the Proteas and their loss to the Netherlands the situation in Tabiso is as you have explained it it's just unbelievable you know how a team can just cover down like that you know, in a, in, a, in a game that they needed to win. For me, it doesn't matter how well they've been playing in the other games. What, what defines great teams is when players rise to, rise to the occasion when it matters most. We, we, we have been doing well, you know, as has as been, as, as, as been said. But the point is that if you can't rise to the occasion when it matters most, then you are as good as bad. I suspect in this particular case, uh, I, I don't know where to even analyze that. The team just doesn't seem to have, uh, you know, the, the, the heart to win big tournaments. So it's Mandilak in Deep Salute. Uh, I think you know it. I'm one of the guys who were backing the Proteas. Uh, we had it all. The environment. Australia is almost like home to South Africa. 
from fast bowlers, uh, batsmen, spin bowlers. We even had two wicket keepers. You know, had heart hitters. Um, we had it all. I don't know how did we manage to kick ourselves out of the tournament. But we had teams like uh, football, Spain team. Uh, who had uh, best league players like Raul, but who couldn't win the World Cup. But when they started to win things, uh, FIFA World Cups, then it was there for them. Uh we have watched former winners and the ones with trophies parade themselves as the kings of kings. We have heard the underdogs speak as if they run this game. Ah, man, put your past glory aside. Forget what your victories have given you. We are looking for the real leaders of East by Two and show me your number. The ones that know that the game isn't won in the first half, but rather in the last minute. The ones that say, put me in, coach. The ones that fight with every bone in their body. So pick your warriors, choose your fighters, and let them battle it out for us to know once and for all. This is the Calling Black Label Cup. Catch all the action from the Calling Black Label Cup live on SABC One and SABC radio stations in your language of choice on Saturday the 12th of November from 9 a.m. The Calling Black Label Cup, proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. We love it here. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, maybe let's wrap up by getting the views of a former player here, former SAA captain, uh, former captain also at the Lions. Uh, Umpila Ramela joins us on the line just to maybe to understand why do they fail when it matters the most. Uh, Umpila, thanks for being able to take our call at such short notice. Thank you very much, Tavis. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show and for being to the listeners. It was a shock ending to the Proteus T20 World Cup. I mean, how, how did this team fail to beat the Netherlands, Umpila? Yeah, I think um, it, I think from the onset, you know, if you, if, if anyone watched the game that early in the morning, they, I think the energy didn't look good. It just they were off, and I just think we did not live up to the occasion. I think we just crumbled under pressure, you know. And I must say this: I, I haven't played any World Cup cricket, so I could not even imagine the kind of pressure players are under. But just from the basic understanding of even any cup competition. You have to be on the mark every single game, you know, and you have to be mentally geared up for it. And I think we, we, we continuously struggle at World Cup, and I think the issue is, is not always technical. The issue is largely mental. Uh, there's a whole lot of psychological work that needs to go into preparing for these kinds of competitions. But I think completely the right way it needs to be, you know. Uh, so that's why we, I think we struggled even against the Netherlands, we, a team we would ordinarily beat with our B team, you know, um, but under pressure when it mattered the most, we couldn't deliver the goods. And I mean, the coach, Mark Boucher, is known as a very stubborn guy, is a tough nut to crack, is mentally strong, even from his playing days. Why could he not, why, why did that not reflect on his team? Well, I think uh, even he would, by his own admission, he was not a World Cup winner. You know, so that that notion of being mentally tough is not. I just think we don't have the experience of winning under pressure. You know, if you look at domestic cricket, we're not winning under pressure. Uh, teams are not under enough pressure to win games. Players are not batting enough under pressure to win games and turn the situation around. And I think we need a much more pressurized environment. And I think even if you look from the coach's perspective, it doesn't matter if you yourself were mentally tough in your days. It's about the ability to give that uh, edge to other players. It's understanding and creating an environment 
that allows players to become mentally tough, to become more robust, and to be able to handle pressure situations. And you don't just, you, you can't try, there's no osmosis process for this. You have to literally look at domestic cricket, whether that creates uh, match winners at an international level, because then players can take that into the international stage and build on that. But I think we need to actually go back to the drawing board. We need to actually look at domestic cricket, the quality of the competition, and whether the players are under enough pressure from those environments, you know, and can they psychologically handle it when it matters the most. And you need those players, actually, who can handle those difficult situations to make to be the majority of the World Cup squad. Okay, those are the views of Umpila Ramela, former SAA captain. We've still got a couple of voice notes. Uh, let's play them, Patrick. Evening, member Katlewa there. I'm one of those people who woke up at two to watch the Proteas. Horrible. Shameless. Those guys are not serious. Emma Tomogash Kombin Pretori. Congratulations to the mighty Bacaneers, by the way. I, I tell you so. Uh, hey, my opinion on the cricket team, yo. Look, uh, I'm going to say one thing that's been consistent, especially under Mark Boucher, and by the way, thank goodness the, his tenure is over. But one thing that's been consistent ever since he took over was our batting frailties. I'm still surprised I haven't really heard anyone in the mainstream media or the usual media people who are always defending Mark Boucher and Graham Smith and any other person. Um, I've never heard them speak about this batting consultant or the batting coach because our batting has been poor. Once again, the past two games were let down by our batting in both games. Good evening, Tabi. So, um, cricket South Africa. I mean, immediately after Mark Boucher uh, handed in his resignation letter, didn't they have other options? I mean, why keep a coach that would obviously not be there post um, the tournament? In my opinion, they should have found or rather appointed an interim coach for this particular uh, tournament. Ah, I don't understand, really. Okay, I don't know if you agree with that sentiment, Alviro, that maybe Mark Bacha shouldn't have taken, I mean, not uh, Ompile, sorry, that um, he shouldn't have taken the team to the World Cup since he was stepping down anyway. I, I think, to be honest, I, I mean, it's neither here nor there. I think if CFA wanted to be decisive, they could have taken that route. But I think the, the major issue is beyond him. I think the, 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 he had already set the boat in motion for a very difficult um, World Cup period and also other formats, you know. So I think it, it goes beyond him because this has been ongoing under his tenure. And if CFA was decisive, they should have actually just said, thank you very much move forward in a different direction. I don't think it would have had much of an impact, um, but it would have been a decisive decision for cricket South Africa. But the one thing I want to uh, leave with you, Tavi, is mm. that I think also one of the things you must think of is that we need to appoint, we, CSA needs to find players who are committed to the cause. I think too many of our players are drawn to the sideshows of RPL and all these other leagues, and they are not committed to the cause. And of course, there must be a balance between earnings of players and IPL, but there must also be a clear commitment for playing for the badge. And I think that has been almost lacking in the last two, three years. It's something that's almost dwindling 
in stature. We just don't seem to have players who are committed to the cause, who are committed to the country's cause and so forth. But I could be wrong and I and I welcome any correction on no, that. No, you're but right, because players were leaving a series here to go play IPL and to go play around the world and it seems like they've put they've put that cricket um, ahead of representing your national team and, and playing for the badge and it's something that we've actually discussed on this show before. But there's also a lot of focus now on the skipper Umpila Ramela at Temba Abavuma. A lot's been said about his selection. Uh, Zahir Adams told us now that uh, you can't really blame him because he doesn't select himself. But what do you make of the decision to stick with him even when he was out of form but also the decision to install him as limited overs captain at the start uh, because that would have been a surprise for some at the time yeah so i think i must agree with you here that uh, if there's no captain i've never encountered a captain who volunteered to step down never even if they were in horrible form the coach takes the he takes the decision and says i'm gonna have to disagree with you together with the selectors this is the direction you're taking it's a very hard decision to make but you have to make it if that's what you believe so I think this notion that he should have taken the honorable road is just absolutely, it, 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 it doesn't happen anywhere. It's like a president volunteering to step down. It just doesn't happen, right? So it should have been the coach's decision in the first place. And I think we know Timber Strength has been uh, test cricket. And I think he's been quite good at one-day cricket as well. But T20, he's been developing his game and he's been going into it. You know, so it, 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 of course... I think I initially said when this decision was made to make him captain, it was almost um, it was a trade-off. They had to make a decision whether he was going to be a test captain or a one-day captain, and they chose this other the latter. You know why they did it? That would have to be pocket marks, though. But unfortunately, there's no way of holding him accountable because he's halfway to India at the moment. You know, so it, 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 it's really one of those things that you would have expected him to be your natural progression into test captaincy because he's been so strong, he's been so consistent as a player in that format. But nonetheless, they took this road. But also credit to him, I think he's been a very good captain in T20 format, buying his form as a player. I think he's, he's actually helped the team through very difficult times. If you think all the issues CFA has been through, the kneeling and so on and so forth, he's just helped the fort nicely. He's led the guys with a lot of conviction. Unfortunately, he didn't get the rub of the green in some of the games he played. Okay, let's leave it there. Those are the views of Umpila Ramela. Thanks, Umpila, again for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. And the other, and the other thing that was also baffling for, for some of us who woke up at 2 a.m. is is that they won the toss and they put the Netherlands into bed. And if you heard, when they were speaking, when they were doing a preview of the match, they were saying that the last nine ma- ma- matches there uh, were won by the team that betted first. Uh, and the protest decided to bowl first. I mean, what is that then? Uh, but also somebody mentioned the betting coach. Also, we did have this detailed conversation a few months ago about the betting coach, uh, Justin Simons, who we didn't know much about. We didn't even know him from provincial cricket here. And uh, some people said, no, you don't have to have played provincial cricket to be a coach and all of that. Uh, but we are seeing now over a period of time that the results are just not there when it comes to this betting unit. And that's a big concern uh, for, this, for, 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 for the protest, even in test cricket, not scoring big hundreds, no doubt, not scoring double hundreds at all but anyway we're gonna have to leave it there we did say we'll talk mtn8 tomorrow so we haven't forgotten uh we will definitely dedicate the show to mtn8 uh football tomorrow and orlando pirates winning the title in Deben.